Thank you so much uh, to our worship leaders. We thank God for uh, the presence of the Lord. We had a wonderful time in the house of God Sunday. And uh, we thank the Lord uh, for what he is doing at First Apostolic Church. A lot of good things happening and that are uh, going to happen. We're excited for a new year, excited for the closing out of a very blessed year. Uh, in 2017. We're going to go directly into the word of the Lord. I want to talk to you tonight about spiritual transformation. Spiritual transformation. Uh, how many know God can change you? God can change you. Uh, I don't know what your circumstances are, uh, but God can change them. God can change us. God can change us in the process. He has power to change, to transform. And so we're going to uh, talk about this phenomenon of spiritual transformation. Uh, beginning from the book of Romans, the 12th chapter. The book of Romans and the 12th chapter. Uh, great couple of verses of scripture, verses 1 and 2. Romans 12 and verse 1 uh, says this. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed. Everybody say conformed. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed. Everybody say transformed. Amen. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Uh, let's, let's talk about the difference between conforming and transforming. There's a difference. Uh, conforming is, is simply to fashion one's self to be like another thing. So when he says be not conformed to this world, he's saying... Do not fashion yourself to be like unto this world. Do not do that. Do not fashion yourself to be like unto this world, but be ye transformed. Transformed means to be changed. It actually is the, the word, the actual word for that word transform is metamorphosis. So he is saying instead of fashioning yourself to be like this world, Allow yourself by the renewing of your mind to be changed, to be transformed. And, and when you do this, you will prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So it's very important for us to understand what God is doing in our lives. God is in the process of transforming us. We do not conform ourselves to be like the Lord. He transforms us to be like the Lord. We uh, must not be conformed to this world. Uh, when we begin to uh, conform ourselves to this world, you know, it, it's, it's tempting to do so because you want to be accepted, you know, typically in our flesh. We want to be accepted by the world. We want to be thought of as acceptable by the world. And uh, we want folks to think well of us. Uh, in, our, in our human heart, it matters 
to us that folks would, would uh, think well of us, that they would accept us, that they would not shun us. And as a matter of fact, it really shouldn't matter to us who accepts us as long as the Lord accepts us. Now, when the Lord accepts us, then whoever else should accept us will accept us. And, and if they're not accepting you, but you're acceptable to God, that's all that matters. And the apostle teaches the church at Rome that when you are transformed by the renewing of your mind, you prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God in your life. And so it's a process. You, it's a good will of God that moves you into the acceptable will of God that ultimately brings you to the fullness of the perfect will of God. And all of that happens by being transformed by the renewing of your mind. So it is, it is, the, it is the proper positioning of your mind that caused you to come into the faith. It is the proper positioning of the mind. Now, I don't mean the power of positive thinking. I don't mean thinking pleasant thoughts. I don't mean, you know, trying to think your way to God. I'm talking about it took belief in the gospel of Jesus Christ. It took a determination to repent of your sins. It, that happened in your mind when you began to understand, hey, I don't have the answers. I need Jesus. That took place in your mind. When you began to understand, hey, my sin is my problem. I need Jesus. That took place in your mind. And, and what did you learn? One, you learned that God has all power in heaven and in earth. You learned that he is God and you're not. He learned, you learned that he can do all things and you and I are very limited in what we can do. And our world can change just like that. But he is the Lord and changeth not. That's what we learned. And we feared the Lord. And that is what began us on this journey. A healthy fear of the Lord. But along the way of fearing the Lord and learning about him and knowing that, hey, he is almighty. He has all power. Along that path, we, we then come to this understanding that, wait, you mean he has all power? And he loves me at the same time. So, so we started by fearing the Lord, a healthy fear of God, reverence, moral reverence of God. And then it transitioned, not transitioned to, uh, just away from, but into an understanding. He loves me. And folks, that did something for you and I. That brought us to our knees in tears of repentance to where we said, what kind of a God, hallelujah, who has omnipotent power would love somebody like me? Somebody who knows everything about me. He knows everything I've done, everything I've said, everything I've thought, everything I wanted to do. He knows everything about me and he still loves me. I'm telling you, he's persuaded me that nothing shall separate me from the love of God. So then I, I fear him. I start off by fearing him. Then I move into this awareness that he loves me. Then I start trusting him. I start to trust him. I, I start to really, I start trusting him with the big stuff. I start trusting him with my life. I start trusting him not just with my, with my natural life. I trust him with my eternal soul. I begin to take him at his word. I begin to believe that his word is true. Hallelujah. And where is all that happening? It's happening in the mind. 
It's happening in my mind. I am learning that he is great. My mind is registering that. I am registering that he loves me. I am registering that I can trust him. This is how a walk with God begins and flourishes. And then it's, it's just off to the races. Then you're growing in grace. Growing in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And, and it's a beautiful thing. But, but if you don't renew your mind in those things that you have learned about God that has, that has awakened you in the morning and started you on your way, set your feet on state, straight street, hallelujah. If you don't renew your mind in the fact that he is one God, you're going to be in trouble. If you don't renew your mind in the fact that he is a holy God, you're going to be in trouble. If you don't renew your mind in the fact that he loves you with a perfect love, you're going to be in trouble. If you don't renew your mind in the fact that he is a righteous God, hallelujah, and there's a judgment coming, then you're going to be in trouble. You have to renew your mind in the things you know about God. I'm telling you, there's some stuff you already know about God that is the answer to what you're going through right now. But because you haven't renewed your mind in it, you have forgotten it. I'm telling you, it's the truth. I've gone through, I've gone through notes before, and, and they're 10 years old, and I wrote them down, and God gave them to me, and I'm reading through them, and it answers something I'm going through right now. And I'm thinking, I didn't even know I knew that. But, but you, you know some things about the Lord that, that is, would be a help to you right now. And it's important that every day you renew your mind in the foundational truths of God. He's a holy God. He's a loving God. He's a righteous God. He's a miracle working God. He's a deliverer. Hallelujah. He's a redeemer. He's a savior. He's a healer. Hallelujah. He has all wisdom. He has all power. He cannot lie. You've got to renew your mind in the knowledge you have of the Lord so that knowledge can be a fortress for you, a shelter, a refuge for you. And when you do that, you will be transformed. You can't transform yourself. You can't transform yourself. You can't think happy thoughts and turn into a prophet of God. It doesn't work like that. It, it transformative power comes from God. When you receive the Holy Ghost, you shall be endued with power from on high. Not power from within, power from on high. I'm going to say that again because there's a lot of folks saying that you just search deep within. There's a hero inside of you and, if, and, and you the, let the hero come along and that's, it's all coming from. No, 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 no. No, you shall receive power. Or not from within, from on high. And when it comes from on high and fills you, then it shall be in you a well of living water springing up into everlasting life. But it starts from on high. Then once it's in you, it can come from within. But it's not of you. It's not from you. It's from the Lord. Renew your mind in that. And, and in renewing your mind in that, you will be transformed. You won't even have to try to be transformed. It will transform you. The knowledge will transform you. The wisdom will transform you. 
The understanding will transform you. The passion of the Christ will transform you. The truth of the gospel will transform you. The power of his truth will transform you. You, 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 just, you don't even have to ask, what do I do next? There, there, I don't know how to describe this, but, but the Bible does give us just some, I'll just tell you what the Bible says. It says things like this. The Holy Ghost shall lead you and guide you into all truth. The Bible does say things like this. The Holy Ghost shall bring all things whatsoever I have said unto you to your remembrance. Hallelujah. It does say things like this. The steps of the good man are ordered of the Lord. So when you renew your mind in the truth of God, it will transform you. If, that's, it all has to do with, with, with what goes on in your mind. That's why the Bible says, know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. It's the truth that will transform us. So, so, so it happens, though. The transformation occurs when we are renewing our mind in the truth of God. So renew your mind in Calvary. Renew your mind in the blood of Jesus. Renew your mind in the oneness of God. Renew your mind in the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. Renew your mind in the peace that passes all understanding. Renew your mind in the perfect love that casts out fear. Renew your mind in the joy that is unspeakable and full of glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. These are truths of God. These are truths of God. And it, it all goes on in the mind. This is why the Bible says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty. And they are mighty through God. And they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down every imagination and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God bringing every thought see it's all going on in the mind every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ but but your mind is something that that will be over uh, taken unless you are renewing your mind in the truth of the gospel, in the power of the gospel. So, so if you renew your mind, it is automatic. You will be transformed. You will be changed. You'll be changed from bitter to joyous. You'll be changed from resentful to forgiving. You will be metamorphosed. You will have a metamorphosis, ladies and gentlemen, from being doubtful to being believing. It will happen by the renewing of your mind. It is automatic. It is a guarantee. It is a promise. I've never seen anybody renew their mind daily in the gospel of Jesus Christ and become bitter. But I have seen people stop renewing their mind. And there's also a guarantee associated with that. If you stop renewing your mind in the truth, in the power, in the glory of the gospel, then you will be conformed to this world. You don't even have to try. It'll just happen. It will absolutely happen. It will absolutely happen. Oh, you can, you can, oh, well, I don't believe in watching TV. You don't have to watch another episode of anything, anywhere, anytime, and you'll still be conformed to this world. If you stop renewing your mind in the gospel of Jesus Christ, you'll sit up high on a pedestal of self-righteousness and become just like this world. 
Self-righteousness is not a misguided form of righteousness. Self-righteousness is unrighteousness, plain and simple. And so, so it, it doesn't, it's not about what you abstain from. It's about whether or not you're renewing your mind in the truth of God. And if you are, you'll be changed. And if you're not, you will be conformed to this world that's going to be judged by the righteousness, righteous indignation of God. So it's important to be, to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So how do, I, how do I prevent myself from being conformed to this world? How do I do that? I, don't, I, can't, I can't do it merely by refusing to be like this world. Oh, I will not be like this world. That, that's me trying to conform to righteousness. I can't conform to righteousness. I have to be transformed to righteousness. I can't, be, I can't simply be through my willpower and through my discipline, my personal disciplines. I cannot, through that personal human effort, I cannot become like Christ it is a transformation that occurs that makes me like Christ hallelujah I can listen I can repeat every word he says but if I'm not transformed I'm not like him I can recite every red letter in this book but if I'm not transformed then I'm not really like him it happens by the renewing of one's mind and when we renew it, we're transformed. And when we don't renew it, we conform to this world. And so it's very important that we not do that. So we're looking at spiritual uh, transformation. Now, the book of Luke, the fifth chapter, the book of Luke, the fifth chapter says this. Verse 36, and Jesus spake also a parable unto them. No man putteth a piece of a new garment upon an old if otherwise, then both the new maketh the rent, and the piece that was taken out of the new agreeeth not with the old. And no man putteth new wine into old bottles, else the new wine will burst the bottles and be spilled, and the bottles shall perish. But new wine must be put into new bottles, and both are preserved. It is important that we understand that there is a simultaneous occurrence. The old passes away and the new emerges. You can't tie the new thing that God is making you into the old person you want to hold on to. There's an old man who dies and there's a new man who lives. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things, wait a minute, what's that say? Most old things the old things we don't like pass away and some of the new stuff, that's not how it goes. Old things pass away. All things. Hallelujah. The way I think, all things. The way I act, all things. The way I treat people, all things. What I set before mine eyes, all things. What I set within my hearing, all things. The relationships that I'm going to entertain, all things become new if I'm in Jesus Christ. 
All of those things are to become new. The old passes away and there is a new thing to develop in our life. And our problems start when we try to hold on to old stuff while, while getting a hold of new stuff. Listen, there has to be a complete severance between you and that old ungodly lifestyle. That's why when they said, when they were pricked in their heart in the second chapter of the book of Acts, men and brethren, what shall we do? They had just heard about the sin in their life. They were, they were shocked. They were stunned when Peter got up and preached that masterpiece of a message about Jesus the Christ and that he came to this point. He talked about David referencing Jesus and he talked about the prophecies of Joel the prophet and then he came to the point where he finally said therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that this same Jesus whom you have crucified God hath made him both Lord and Christ at one point he told those people in the upper room he said you took the Messiah and by wicked hands you crucified him and you slew him and you hanged him on a tree and, and, and when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said, men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, now listen, listen very carefully, because I'll tell you what he didn't say first. Then Peter said unto them, he didn't say, receive the Holy Ghost. Now he was getting there, but before he got there, he said, repent. You have got to cast off this old man. You have got to ditch this old lifestyle. you got to walk away from it. And some people are intimidated by that. Some people think, I can't do that. You know how many times, preacher, that I've stood in an old-fashioned altar and cried and felt sorry and felt sad and felt bad and felt guilty and said, God, I'll never do it again and walk right back out and did it. Hey, forget all that in the name of Jesus Christ. Don't be intimidated by your past mistakes or past failures. Ask the Lord to give you strength and he'll give you a brand new strength. He'll give you a fresh strength. Hallelujah. He'll give you ability, spiritual ability when you renew your mind in the power of God when you renew your mind in the glory of the gospel there's going to be a transformation to occur in your life and it'll happen by the power of God and not by the power of man including your power and so, so repent that's it folks that's, that's right out the gate that's the first thing you need to do. God, I, I'm sorry for what I've done, and I turn from it. I walk away from the sin that I have in my life. And you need to do that every day. Oh, well, I did that a long time ago. Uh-oh. Sound like somebody need to do it again. Hallelujah. I'm, I, I, use, I tell people, uh, you know, when uh, the moment that you start thinking, oh, I hope so-and-so is listening, that means you need to be listening. That's, that's when you know it's for you. <laughs> that's when you know it's for you. Repentance is not a one-time thing. Repentance is a decision every day to turn from the lusts of this world, the lusts of the eyes, the lusts of the flesh, and the pride of life. Every day we've got to make our mind up to do that. My goodness, Jesus was tempted in all points as we are tempted. Thank God he was without sin, but who do you and I think we are that we're so far removed from temptation? We've got to make a decision every day. 
every day. No, I will not go down that path. I will not go down that road. Lord, you know I can't do it on my own. I'm leaning on you for strength. Renew your mind in the power of God. Renew your mind in the power of God. Renew your mind in the power of God, in the love of God, in the wisdom of God. And that transformative power will come as a wind beneath your wings and it will give you strength to go forward. Hallelujah. So don't try to sew this new salvation onto an old garment of carnal thinking and carnal living because it's, it's not going to work. Don't try to take this new uh, experience of salvation and pour it into an old bottle of carnal thinking and carnal living. It, 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 it's, it's a loss. It's actually, he said, the bottle will burst and you'll lose the bottle and the wine. And that's really what it looks like when somebody tries to mix the old with the new, the old lifestyle with the new experience. It's, it's, it's bad, folks. It's a mess. Everything shatters. Families shatter. Marriages shatter. Ministries shatter. Minds shatter. So, so embrace God in his fullness, renewing your mind daily, and be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3, look at what the word of the Lord says in, in this wonderful passage. Colossians chapter 3 and verse number 5. Mortify, therefore, your members which are upon the earth. Okay, now he's saying crucify, mortify. It's, the same, it's where we get the word mortician. It's where we get the word mortuary. It's where we get the word mortality. It has to do with dying. He said mortify, kill it. Kill off the members of your body which are upon the earth. And these are your members upon the earth. Here they are. These are the, these are the things that are raging in your body. Fornication. Uncleanness. Inordinate affection. Evil concupiscence, all of those things, all four of those things have to do with sexual sin. All four of them. And they're the first things out of Paul's mouth. That's because the body of humankind is sensual in nature and must have the affections and the lusts of that body crucified with the cross of Jesus Christ. He goes on to say, and covetousness, which, which also plays a role in this. Which is idolatry, for which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience. The wrath of God will descend upon these activities and these members of unrighteousness. In the which you also walked some time when you lived in them, but now you also put off all these so, so don't just, we're not just talking about the physical actions and sensualities of the body. But there are, there are internal thinking sins and mental iniquities that occur. And here, the, here are some of those. Anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Put it off of you. 
Put it off of you. Put the filthy communication out of your mouth. Put it off of you. Put off the wrath. Put off the anger. And our world needs a revival of uh, the Holy Ghost that will, that will sanctify us from the anger we've let fester in our souls. There's nothing, ladies and gentlemen, worth allowing festering anger to lay in your spirit and in your soul that will lead you down such a dark and sinister path. Put off the anger. Put off the wrath. Put off the malice. Put off the blasphemy. Put off the filthy communication out of your mouth. Lie not one to another. Why? Well, because you put off the old man with his deeds. That's old Joel. That's what old Joel would do, these things ranging everything from fornication all the way down to lying one to another. This is the stuff that the old man, the old woman would do. But we put off that old man with his deeds and, verse 10, have put on the new man. I'm going to tell you who the new man is. The new man isn't just a better Joel Urshan. The new man is Jesus Christ. You hear me? The new man isn't, oh, the new and improved Joel. No, no. The new man is Jesus. Hallelujah. I don't have anything to offer. It's Jesus who sanctifies us. It's Jesus who justifies us. It's Jesus who saves us. It's Jesus, hallelujah, who gives us a new road upon which to walk. Praise the Lord. There's an old song that said, I'll tell you the best thing I ever did do. I took off the old robe and put on the new. I'll tell you the best thing I ever did do. I took off the old robe and put on the new. Oh, I'll tell you the best thing I ever did do. I took off the old robe and put on the new. I'll tell you the best thing I ever did do. I took off the old robe and put on the new. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you the best thing you'll ever do. Has nothing to do with your talent, has nothing to do with your skill set, has nothing to do with your ability. But the best thing you'll ever do is just simply stand before God, humble, hallelujah, humble, and say, God, take off this anger, take off this wrath, take off this fornication, take off this lying, take off this iniquity, and put on the new man. That is Jesus Christ. Put on the new man. Put on the new man. Hallelujah. Verse number 10. And have put on the new man, which is, here we go, here's this word, renewed. That's where spiritual transformation comes from, renewed. You know why we talk so much about praying through? I love that term. Let's don't stop using that term, praying through. When was the last time you prayed through? I don't mean the last time you came to church. I'm talking about the last time you prayed through that thing. I'm talking about pray through that wall, pray through that barrier, pray through that blockade, pray through till you got drunk in the Holy Ghost, pray through till you wept hot tears of new and fresh repentance, pray through. Prayed through till you spoke in tongues. Hallelujah. Prayed through until you could feel the travail of your spirit. Ha. Hallelujah. And it wasn't for show. And it wasn't so you could satisfy an obligation of praying to God. But something down deep inside of you was churning. Hallelujah. And burning. Thank God. And there was a new and a powerful experience 
birthed in the Lord and and, and you prayed through. That's what the elders would call it, praying through. And, and it's so powerful, the imagery of that term, because it, it, it's really what you're doing. You're praying through. You're breaking through. You're, you're breaking through concrete walls. You're breaking through all of the emotional, mental, spiritual obstructions to you thriving in God. Pray through those things. Hallelujah. And so that's what he's talking about, renewed in knowledge. This happens by the renewing of your mind. Renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. Where there is neither Greek nor Jew. Circumcision nor uncircumcision. Barbarian or Scythian. Bond nor free. But Christ is all and Christ is in all. Put on, therefore. Now, we've talked about what to put off, but spiritual transformation involves not just what you put off, but what you put on. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another, Forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. I'm going to tell you right now, that's beyond your reach. That's beyond my reach. But if I'm renewing my mind daily in how God has forgiven me, then when the offense comes, I've been dwelling on his forgiveness of me. So now I, 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 I'm, I'm ready to forgive as he has forgiven me. It's a beautiful thing. It's an amazing thing. I've been dwelling on it all morning. He loves me. He loves me. No matter how much of a wretch and low down, good for nothing, undone scoundrel I am, he loves me. Hallelujah. He picked me up out of the miry clay. I've been dwelling on that all morning long. All of a sudden, the offense comes out of nowhere, and I'm ready for it because I've been thinking about how he has forgiven me, so I'm ready to forgive you. It's when I haven't thought about his forgiveness for two weeks that the offense comes and it takes me off guard. I'm not ready for it. And I, I, what do I do? I conform to the world. And I take on anger. I take on malice. I take on, on wrath. I conform to the way the world would react. But let's go over here to that special place. Where Christ is all and Christ is in all. Woo, glory to his name. Glory to his name. Hallelujah. You need to live in the place where Christ is all and in all. Glory to God. I know, I know, I know, I know. You're in a world where people don't even like the name Jesus Christ. And if they use it, they use it in a derogatory way. They use it as an exclamation of frustration. And it's, it's horrible the way that it's used in our society. And I get that. I know that's the world in which you live. But oh, find a place to get a hold of him. Before you enter that world, get alone with God. And renew your mind. Hallelujah. And what you know is true. And what you know is righteous. And find a place on your lunch 
break to get a hold of God and pray without ceasing. And on your way home from work, dwell on him and think about him and concentrate on him. Hallelujah. And let him saturate you. And then make sure, and make sure you come to Bible study so you can hear the word of the Lord again and be reminded again and renewed in your knowledge. Hallelujah, and you can get that new wine, and you won't, you won't put it into old bottles. You will have put the old man off with his deeds, and you put on the new man. Thank you, Jesus. And notice what happens when this spiritual transformation occurs. Notice what happens. He said that you will have mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind. That's not you conforming to that stuff. That's not you saying, oh, I'm going to have to try really hard to be kind. No, no, no. You've been transformed into being kind. You've been transformed into being humble. You've been transformed into being meek. You've been transformed into being able to suffer long. You've been transformed into being able to forbear one another and forgive one another. And if any man have a quarrel against you, even as Christ forgave you, so you forgive them. And above all these things, put on agape love, which is the bond of perfectness. That's a powerful concept, the bond of perfectness. There's a lot of perfect things talked about in the scriptures. There's perfect peace. There's perfect love. There's perfected faith. There's perfected holiness. There's a lot of perfect stuff. The bond of it all is agape love. The love of God. Put that on. Above all things, put that on. And it'll hold all that perfect stuff together for you. Because you can't hold it. I mean, one little thing will, will distract you. And you'll go off on some little rabbit trail and tangent and rant and, and lose the Holy Ghost and everything. But if you let the love of God get a hold of you, it'll hold those things in the bond of perfectness. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He goes on to say, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts. What's ruling your heart? Anger? No, because I put that off. What's ruling your heart? Bitterness? No, no, no. I put that off. What's ruling my heart? The peace of God to the which also you are called in one body and be ye thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And, and this, this is what happens in a transformed life. We're reading the result of being spiritually transformed. This wasn't me before I got transformed. Are you kidding? No, before I got transformed, I did my own thing. But when you get spiritually transformed, then, then the word of Christ dwells in you richly in all wisdom. We teach, admonish one another in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. We sing with grace in our hearts to the Lord. Whatsoever we do in word or deed, we do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Uh-oh, watch what happens when we're spiritually transformed. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as it is fit in the Lord. Oh, I could never do that. Spiritual transformation will take you there. And don't get too giddy, husbands. Husbands, love your wives and be not bitter against them. Oh, I don't think I could ever manage that. You can with spiritual transformation. Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing unto the Lord. Spiritual transformation will get a hold of the kids. 
Spiritual transformation will keep fathers in verse 21. Provoke not your children to anger lest they be discouraged. Verse 22, servants obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men pleasers. Don't just try to get on their good side, but in singleness of heart, fearing God. Let me tell you something. Whatever your work is, whatever your labor is, do it as glory unto the Lord, and God will bless you and honor you and prosper you. Hallelujah. And whatsoever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men, knowing that of the Lord you shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. Hallelujah. Spiritual transformation will change your life. Spiritual transformation will change your family. Spiritual transformation will change your children change your marriage spiritual transformation will change your community spiritual transformation will change our nation i'm gonna tell you ladies and gentlemen we don't need to conform to this world and put on all the anger and the bickering and the bitterness that this world has engaged in we need to keep doing what we were called to do and that is to go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature Exalt the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Exalt the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'll tell you what's going to happen. If he is lifted up, he will draw all men unto him. And when they come into him, they're going to be transformed. They're going to be transformed. Hallelujah. Could we stand to our feet right now as the musicians come and let's lift up our hands unto the Lord. Let's exalt him in this place. Come on, let's exalt the Lord in this house. Hallelujah, hallelujah. How many want to get closer to him right now? Go ahead and get closer to him right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, let's go ahead and renew our mind in the knowledge of Jesus Christ right now. Let's go ahead and renew our mind in the gospel of Jesus Christ. (laughs) Hallelujah. Come on, I want you to think about the fact that he's a loving God again. I want you to think about the fact that he's a forgiving God again. Glory to his name. Glory to his name. Glory to his name. Glory to his name. Hallelujah. 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 If you felt yourself conforming to the ways of this world, conforming to the way that the world thinks, to the way that your coworkers who maybe don't serve the Lord would approach a situation, I want you right now to say, God, I turn away from all wickedness. I turn away from all sin. And I'm going to look to you, my God, my salvation, my strength, and my Redeemer. I'm going to lean upon you. Hallelujah. I'm going to serve you with humbleness of mind, with meekness with forgiveness of others and forbearing one another in love. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, let's lift up our hands unto the Lord right now. Let's lift up our hearts unto the Lord right now. And let's be renewed in our knowledge of God. Let's be renewed in our knowledge of God. Let's be renewed in our knowledge of God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Blessed be his name. 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 I want to be holy, holy like you. Holy Spirit, purify me. Cleanse and make me. Hallelujah. I want to be holy. I want to be holy, holy like you. 
Say that with your mouth. Say that with your mouth. Say that with your mouth. Tell it. Oh, hallelujah. You don't know how to do it. You can't do that on your own. But I'm going to tell you, if you give it to God, He'll make you holy as He is holy. He'll make you holy as He is holy. Oh, I want to be holy. Yes. Holy like you. Oh, I want to be holy, yes, holy like you. Oh, I want to be holy, yes, holy like you. Holy Spirit, purify me, cleanse and make me I want to be holy, yes, Lord, holy like you. Oh, I want to be holy, holy like you. I want to be holy, yes, holy like you. 